Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. So my son and his best friend are freshmen in college, and we heard, my friend Mike and I heard the other day about how they were invited to a, a poker game, and they both said, well, we don't know how to play poker. So we figured, well, maybe we should teach them how to play poker because we know how to play poker, and that's can be a very good uh life skill in college, let's just say socially, at least for certain groups of people. It certainly was for me. I have a group of people that I still get together with from college. I fly across the country once a year or so, and we have a poker weekend. So to the, whatever degree they were actually interested in learning, I thought, well, we have an upcoming break. And so why not teach them? We can we can teach them to play poker. And it, it's a trip, like actually going on a trip with both families. And so I figured, okay, well, I need to have some some poker chips. And this actually came up because somebody recently in my group for the adults was talking about what if we started a little poker group. And so this got my mind thinking and it brought me back to this issue with the kids. And so those two things mingled in my head and I thought, well, you know, one of the great things about a poker game is sitting there with your chips and, you know, they have a weight to them and you can kind of stack them up. And it's it's a good way to just have an eye on what you have going on. And you see things around the table. It's just part of the experience is working with like poker chips. And, you know, you can kind of play for anything. But I thought, well, what if I just went and, and got like off of Amazon, just like 10 bucks worth of poker chips? Like, why not? And I looked and I said, okay, well, first of all, the first thing I'm noticing is that there's differences in price between quantity of chips, which makes sense. So I had to look and say, okay, well, how many chips do you really need? And I have a friend who has a big set. And I was curious, like how many chips his set had, because I've played with that and I kind of have a feel for it. And well, 200 chips probably isn't going to be enough. So maybe even 300 chips. And then by the time I'm looking at 300 chips, I start to notice, okay, well, the good clay ones are only slightly more expensive, like 300. Uh, once I'm looking at 300 chips, then I'm like, I'm already up to like 30 ish dollars. And so for like 36 or 37, just a few dollars more, I can get the good clay ones. Cause if you're going to have good chips, if you're going to have chips, you might as well have good ones. Like who wants cheap little plastic chips, especially since I'm already getting 300 chips. And then, once you're getting that and I'm spending like $36, $37, then, well, they have these ones that come in this big aluminum, brushed aluminum case. So it's all contained and it's got cards in there. And these ones even have 500 chips and they're clay chips and they're only like $10 more. And so um, at this point, I'm like, I've talked myself into a chip set that's about 50 bucks with tax. And I'm I'm literally, a, I'm, I'm about to click buy and then something hits me and I go, what what weird voodoo have I just gotten sucked into? What is this weird thing where suddenly I want to have the best of something that will not be used ongoing? Because by the way, the reason that I mentioned having that social thing for the adults with poker is that the whole point of that is that 
that's being organized by somebody else. And so any poker that happens over there, they're going to provide the chips. I don't need to provide chips. And so if I get $50 worth of poker chips for one several day vacation to teach my kids, I'm, I'm then not going to use it ever again. My, my college friends have them already. My local friends are going to have them. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to stick this in a closet. And I don't even know that the kids are going to like poker. Like they might not like it at all. Or what if we go and they never want to play? We go on the vacation. They never even want to, they're like, no dad, it's fine. Like you think I want to learn poker and I don't. And then I've spent it for nothing. And I started to say, well, for that level of interest, that level of need, literally one time I could use anything. I mean, yes, it would be nice to have that feel of those poker chips, but do I need that for one thing? And so I started to think, well, you know what? I can just get coins. And that's kind of where I left it. Like I already have a thing full of coins. Let's just use coins. It's not as cool, but why not? But the fact that it's the postmortem of that entire process that to me is so interesting is not that I thought I needed poker chips and not that I said, oh, well, maybe I don't need poker chips, but the fact that it spiraled in the exact way that it did. And this is something that is a particular weakness of, of mine. So I don't know how relevant this is going to be to, to the rest of you. But for me, this is kind of like what I do is I start to think, well, what is the best what is the best that I can get reasonably and then reasonably goes away, like quietly, reasonably departs. And then I'm just left with what's the best I can get. And many times I've gotten the best thing. And then it's like, why did I even do that? I, I don't use it. I don't use it enough, but that's just kind of a thing. And I think that in creative disciplines, because our actual work is a little foggy it's a little hard to pin down exactly what it is that we're supposed to do. It's it's not like put the numbers in these columns. It's more like, well, I got to make words. I got to make colors. I got to make sounds. The things that we do in art, and sometimes they don't even look like products. Sometimes they're just us. We're, we're thinking, we're working through something. And so there's this tendency to look at getting a new tool or a new tool set as something that we actually need to do when in fact it's actually just a procrastination. So again, it can take, it can take a, a physical form. Well, I guess this wouldn't be as physical, but it can take like a monetary purchase form with software. So when I was doing the self-publishing podcast and the Smarter Artist Summit and a lot of other things where I was working and, and fielding questions from authors, we would hear all the time, like, what, what software do you use? And it wasn't just a curiosity. It was like, well, let me make sure I got the right kind. Or what particular technology stack do you use? Well, there's not a lot of stack, really. Like, I keep things in Dropbox. That doesn't really count as a, as a technology stack. But those sorts of things. What do you use? What what font do you use? What, you know, or if, if I were a, a painter, then I might be wondering, I would probably research extensively what kind of paints do I need and what kind of paints for, like, really obscure applications or what's the ideal palette knife to use or the best brushes. And usually it kind of reminds me of these stories that you'll hear about an amateur who is really well suited and they have everything they need and they have everything figured out and they got all the technology and they got all the skills and they're researching everything and they know all the buzzwords. And then there's somebody who's actually kind of a master and they don't know or have any of that. It would be the equivalent of going out and 
playing tennis against a grand champion and they have like a crappy, uh, you know, John McEnroe era wooden racket. And meanwhile, you have the best racket in the world and you can't beat them. There's a certain element of making up for a shortcoming with some sort of a tool and, and realizing that maybe focusing on the discipline itself is something that you should actually be working on rather than trying to get the best thing as a crutch. And remembering that the art itself is what should shine through. And and that that can get bogged down. It kind of reminds me of, I guess this isn't the same thing, but in Rocky Four, when they have that training montage where Rocky is, you know, Ivan Drago is like using all these complicated machines and Rocky is out there pulling a plow and and like, hefting bags of grain, you know, the, the, the purity of what it is that you're doing is easy to lose when you have a lot of accoutrements, you know, the, the true essence of your work is the core of it. Don't shroud it in too many other things. And there is this tendency to feel more and more and more, but again, that's a lot of times a deflection. And a lot of times it's a way to lose yourself in the minutia of trying to figure something out that you can put your hands around rather than trying to figure out something that is really and truly frustrating you, which is the work itself. The constraints can make work better when you're not using the best stuff, but more importantly, just working on the work rather than finding excuses to try to find quote unquote, the best stuff is usually a fool's errand and maybe you should just buckle down. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.